Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome again to another Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Leaders, are you ready to lead? Let's lead on with what we're doing today. We're going to be talking about procrastination, picking up from what we started this morning. Rich and I, this is Rich, my partner. Rich Barrett, I'm Michael Bailey with uh, Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, 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 Action, and Culture Transformation. That's what it's about. Procrastination is not so much about action, though. There may be a lot of busy work that's tied up in not taking action. So it looks like I am doing something, but I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not a superpower, by the way. It's not. A, it's a super pooper power. I'm going to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk about four different ways that we, uh, four different styles, business style. I never thought of it that way. Four different business styles yeah. of how to procrastinate. This comes from Business Insiders. There's an article up there. Four main types of procrastinators now not to be one of them, according to two accountable accountability coaches. So let's uh, let's discuss it. They've come up with these coaches, some pretty interesting insights. So let's start it up. Go ahead. Where do you want to take this? Well, let's let's talk about uh, let's let's break this down. Let's let's start with the, the first one, which is really um, the performer. They call themselves the performer, but it's really the perfectionist. And so, how many people do you know that really claim that they uh, get a burst of energy, last minute burst of energy, and that's where they do their best work? But if you really break it down and look at those people, they're perfectionists. They they cannot get it to their liking, so it keeps getting put off and put off and put later till all of a sudden we got a deadline looming, and all of a sudden this big spurt of energy comes out and it gets done, and you you may beat that bed the deadline, you might be right behind the deadline, but the problem is if you really take a look at it, there's there's there may be problems with it, but it, it's. It's that putting off till the very last second and, you know, and these people think they're performers. Man, I, I, I do my best work under pressure. No, you don't. You, you put it off till the last second and, and, and you may have been able to pull it off at the last minute, but that doesn't mean you just did your best work at the very end. That's right. Where do you think people learn that that particular pattern from? I think we talked about it at one point. Do you remember talking about when do you when do you write your book report? Yeah. <laughs> when do you read the book that's due at the yeah. end of the month? It's like staying up all night, and then your next day, the day it's due, you're writing it there at the breakfast table. Yeah. 
that's what that's that's where you learn that nonsense. So how how do people get out of that one, Michael? You know, the thing about that is simply this: accept the fact you're going to have to make uh, corrections. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it is. Nothing comes out perfect the first time. Just to accept the fact you're going to have to make change. I know you probably hate it. You don't want to go back and correct it. You don't want to do the spell check, the grammar check, the rewriting of it. But man, I'll tell you what, whatever it is, whatever it is that you got to do, expect mistakes. And, and here's the deal. Uh, it's the whole idea of failing forward. Fail forward fast, frequently, often, that kind of stuff. Fail forward, fail forward you know, ferociously. If you're going to fail, fail, you know, big time so you can see the mistakes, yeah. come back and correct it. Don't worry about it. Stop hanging up that you got to get it just exactly right. Because to think that you got to get it just exactly right is the dopiest idea ever. It's just dopey. Even if you get it right, like you said earlier, the whole thing is how much better could it have been if you really would have taken the time to put it together a way that's really going to be, you know, a right. top notch excellence. Right. Yeah. So you're going to hurry up and just cram it through. What are you setting yourself up for? Are you learning to just be a get by person or a person, a, a leader of real excellence here? What do you want to be? You know, uh, that's the thing about the, the leaders who are perfectionists. They're, the next step for them truly is learning how to, to be an activist, how to really put that plan into place beforehand, not at the last second. And so that's really the trick is, is learning how to, to take those skills that you have as, as the perf perfectionist who wants things done, you know, the top quality, the best you can possibly do, but get it done earlier. Get it done. Put that plan into place earlier. Flip that script. Absolutely, because one of the reasons people follow you, leaders, one of the reasons they follow you is they see how well you do things, how well of a performer you really are in terms of being able to be productive, to make things happen, to provide the services, to get the products done, whatever it is. They're looking at you. Does it, is this a person that genuinely knows what they're doing? Or are they just, you know, pencil whipping in? Are they just faking it till they make it? Or, they, you know, whatever it is, that nonsense you're telling yourself. It's it's not leadership. It's get by stuff that's what you're doing so yep. nah, knock it off go after it for real start early so what about this next and the next type of uh, procrastinator michael the self-deprecator now we're getting a, I, I we got to give some some uh, credit to the people who came up with this article yeah uh, and this comes from business insider ali schiller and marissa boysford yeah and i hope i didn't i hope i didn't uh, barbecue your name marissa but uh, this great article on on these uh, these certain type of procrastinators. Yeah, good stuff. This good. So the overbooker is a person that's you know they're always so busy, you know, and because they're so busy, they can kind of give themselves an excuse about well, how come I can't do it? I got so much going on anyway. These are people that just don't seem to know how to really um, prioritize. Yeah, they don't know really how to organize things, so they operate in this chaos. And it looks like, again, it looks like they're being really busy and, and they kind of are, but are they really being productive? You know, it's it's kind of a, a way to to fake that you're really being productive because I'm so busy. It's it's just an excuse because you don't want to be evaluated. You don't want to really have people look at your performance. So you're always blowing off. I'm too busy with this. I'm too busy with that. Yeah. It's uh, if there's anything that that goes into this uh, imposter syndrome, this would be a symptom to me of imposter syndrome absolutely yeah part of that overconfidence effect and you know there are people that we know michael 
that really like to fill their calendar up. It makes them feel good about themselves. Man, I got this full calendar, top to bottom. My uh, my entire day is booked out with, with talking to different people. And in the end, how much quality conversation do you have with all of these people? Do, are, are you able to have a real quality conversation or are you able to get a real quality product put together? Or are you really able to take care of that that thing that needs to be done when you've booked yourself to the point where you can't effectively accomplish anything? And so things start falling out. Some of those things start falling out and it, it all becomes, well, I'm just too busy. Like you said, I'm too busy to get that done. I'm too busy to take care of this. Well, my calendar's full. Well, whose fault's that? <laughs> <laughs> It's not that. It's just that. Yeah. I'm just way too important. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's another one here, the self-deprecator. I'm so lazy right now. Lazy. They they label themselves lazy. They're kind of self-deprecating to put themselves down. Uh, These people generally are working really hard. They mean to do things. And what they don't do, again, it's another kind of perfectionist. If they don't get it just right, exactly perfect and all that kind of stuff, they really, you know, lambast themselves. They're very hard on themselves. They call themselves names. Have you ever known anybody who was motivated by calling them a, a, a name put down? You're such an idiot. Would you would you please do that now? Usually it's like, no, no. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, so, I got your idiot right here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motivation by name calling and, dep- and and deprecation is is not one of the the strong suits of any leader. No, <laughs> no. You know, and a part of this too, if you're if you're just too dang tired from all this work you're getting done, take a break. Yeah, yeah. Take a break. Get off your back. Yeah. Put it, put the, put your work aside and get away from it for a little bit. Then come back. Yeah. You know, with a fresh mind, fresh, fresh set of eyes, fresh set of ears, whatever that may be. Yeah. You're, you're probably a lot better at what you do than you recognize. This last one, I, I got to tell you, is probably my, my favorite. Is it that you do or you just find it entertaining when you watch them? Uh, this well, the novelty seeker. There's got to be some, you know. You're in the music business. You got to be. There's got to be some people that are like that. It's like, oh, I got this cool idea. Let's do this different now. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, the shiny object syndrome is what they're calling this. You you've seen that show up, mm-hmm. where you've got the 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 dogs squirrel squirrel. You know, you're talking to him squirrel. Off and uh, off on a tangent. So that's right. It, and they're probably people, in all honesty, they have ADD or ADHD. They're a great idea generators. They're great at you know new angles, new thoughts. The problem is you you, you got to put them into a context where they're focused on the things that matter now. We we know of a business that's really struggling and is going down because the CEO is. I got a better idea. I got a better idea. We're talking another company. Their 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 leader, the founder, was. I got a better idea. I got a bit every sixty to ninety days. I got a better idea. And so oh, yeah. there's no yeah. stability. There's no strategic plan that can be implemented. It's just always a problem. So this idea of you know I got a better idea, 
eventually what it is, we understand you're bored. However, the self-discipline that we're asking you to do here in your job is stick with the course, follow it through, finish what you start. Exactly. Finish what you start. That's the problem is too many people get too many little projects going. They see something else that gets their attention and there they go. They're, they're, they're off. So they get too many irons in the fire all at once and nothing is getting completed. Yeah. You got to prioritize. That's a big deal. What's going to give you the biggest payoff when, when's the deadlines coming up and all those kind of things. Got to really think it through and evaluate it. Otherwise you're just going to be out there, you know, a rag in the wind, you know, tied to the top of the, the main sail and just whichever way the wind blows, that's, there's where you are. And that's, that's a terrible way to be. It's a high, high anxiety, high pressure. Just, you know, settle down, just calm down, focus, yeah. follow through, finish. Yeah. You know, and really procrastination, Michael, is a habit and it's a bad habit. It is. And it's one of those things that takes focus. It takes working on that habit to break it, to develop. And it's not just about breaking that habit. It's developing other habits to take its place. Yeah. One of the best things that I can tell people is this. If you are highly distractible, and this really works, I'm telling you, this really works. Put a clipboard by the side of your, your computer on your desk somewhere and have line paper there. And every time you start to get distracted, you know, whether it's email or something that pops up or phone calls or whatever it is, write it down. Don't judge it. Don't, don't, don't write it down. Do it. No, write it down. You know, self-discipline. Every time you do that, you get distracted, just write it down. After about three or four days of doing this, you'll start noticing some patterns. Yeah. You'll notice some patterns. And then you'll start noticing, oh, I'm doing this thing again. I'm doing this thing again. And just keep writing it down. And eventually what happens is your brain gets tired of being distracted. And you say, why am I doing that? That doesn't make any sense. You do that for about two or three weeks if you can do it, knowing that you're a highly distractible person. Yes. If you can do it, I tell you, you will change your life. You'll literally change your life because you've just figured out what your patterns of distractibility are. And then you'll start feeling more mature. You'll have owned it. You'll be more proactive in taking addressing it, taking care of it. And then you'll start seeing the, the need for priority, prioritizing, organizing. But it, that's a, it, it's it's a hard price to pay. But the other side of that, man, it's it's great stuff. Absolutely, and it's all about that one percent better every single day. Yeah. If you think not think you're, if you don't think you're gaining uh, leaps and bounds every day, that's okay. That's okay. The point is just do it. Just just start doing it. And uh, you know, these things, the thing about procrastination, too, and in business, you have a lot of people that are watching you. And if you're a leader, so they're watching a lot of a lot of what their work does depends on what you're doing. Yeah. You know? and so it's important to make sure that if you're a team player, if you're working on a team or you're, you're in a position where people count on what you do so they can do their work. It's important to make sure that you're getting it done ahead of time. Give uh, people plenty of opportunity to complete their tasks. And it's important to make sure that that you're you're communicating with those around you. If you have a problem, don't put your head in the sand. 
ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help. You notice the quality of your work goes up, quality yeah. of your team goes up, and the retention of your team will go up. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I think we've done it. I Let's, think, yeah, I, I think we, uh, we we didn't wait till tomorrow to do this one. We did it today. We almost did. We almost, <laughs> we almost yeah. We almost uh, saw something else we wanted to do and <laughs> did something else. There you go. Okay, let's take it home. All right. Uh, how about some shout outs? Some shout outs. Uh, you know, we've been doing this. Sherman Oaks, California. Yeah, Sherman Oaks. I, I grew up in that area. Woodland Hills, Canoga Park, uh, Sherman Oaks, Tarzana. Yeah, that's a great place. It was a lot of fun growing up there. So wh where is it? It's in, it's in the San Fernando Valley. Okay. All right. Yeah, just Valley Girls. Valley, Valley Girls and uh, and Sherman Oaks. Valley Girls and Dudes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we want to hear from you from Sherman Oaks and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, but once again, uh, we are at the end of another uh, rousing episode of Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. We truly appreciate all of the support we get uh, from our listeners worldwide. And we wish you all the best. So until we meet again, take care of each other, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yep. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you. And take care.